0: praise you. We bless you. We bless you, Lord, with our praise and our worship. We love you, Lord. Ready our hearts right now to receive your word. Not the opinions of a man, not the pontifications of a human being, but Lord, your word. Ready our hearts to receive it. In Jesus' name, church shouts. Amen, amen and amen. Praise you, Lord. Just so I don't hear it at the door, when I was saying up here over the families, significant other, I'm not advocating for people having babies outside of marriage. Because I know some of the significant... I meant like grandparents, significant friend, things like that, just so you know. People, when, listen, when you preach the word, people are always trying to find some sort of fault, some sort of thing that you said wrong. Look, he doesn't get it right all the time either. Well, of course I don't. I don't get it right all the time. I don't even get the word right all the time. But when I am corrected by the word of the voice of the Spirit... When thou sayest, seeking my face, my heart, send to thee, thy, Lord, thy face, Lord, I will seek. I will, I will bend to the word. I will not bend the word to me. Amen? Amen. Amen. And listen, the word doesn't always say good things about Tom Lipley. It doesn't. I read it, and it convicts me, too. People at the door all the time, man, that word, that, that message really spoke to me. That word really crushed me. Oh, it crushes me, too. I have not arrived, I have just simply left. And I'm not going back. I am red-pilled beyond measure. I'm not, I'm not just talking politics, I'm red-pilled to the word of God. Everything else bores me out of my mind. I don't know how people go to, a, to the church of perpetual false edification. I don't know how you deal with it. I mean, for me, it's gotta be challenging. So if you want to build up muscle, you have to tear down muscle. You want to, you want to bench press 300 pounds. You're going to have to tear down muscle to do it because when you tear down muscle, it's the only way to get muscle built. I couldn't, I couldn't go to a church like that. I couldn't go to a monotone church, a lukewarm church. I I could never pull that off. And it's not really because of altruistic reasons or righteous reasons. Even I'd be bored out of my mind. I would be bored out of my mind if I wasn't challenged. If, I, if there wasn't something that irritated me, I'd be, I'm at the wrong church. I want, I want something that, you know, I want something where I have to go, you know what, I'm gonna go check that. I wanna go see if that's really right. Because I, I don't feel like that could possibly be right. We've had people do that. they come back, they've stayed for, they've ended up staying for years because if you love the Bible, you won't be able to go anywhere else. If you love modern day, lukewarm, watered down, accommodating Christianity, then you won't like it here. You won't like it. But the problem is what you're going to be judged by is the first one. The, 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 the watered down, accommodating version may make you feel good now, but you're going to be judged by the word. So why not just embrace it now? The word is eternal. Everything else burns. All the religion burns. Everything All the buildings, the steeples, the bells, the religiosity, it all burns. But the word of God is forever. And that's what you're going to be judged by anyway. Well, it makes me feel good not to tithe. You're going to be judged according to the word. How many non-tithers in here shout amen? Don't do it. (laughs) I tithe because the word tells me to tithe. You think we're going to take an offering right now, don't you? New people. New people, you think that. We're going to start. We're going to bring the band back up. We're going to sing a song about giving. We're going to sing down to Via della Rosa or something up here and have you give. No, we don't. Have, our giving's in the back. You give as you leave. There you go. I've never, we've never taken an offering in the history of this church outside of guest speakers. That's it. Just so you know. And it's, it's not some big stand, by the way. You know why I did that? I got tired of going to churches for, with a 30 minute giving message and then another hour and a half long message given by the pastor. I just got tired of it. I'm not saying it's wrong to do that. I just, I got tired of it, so you know you know me. How many of you in here know me? If I don't want to do it, I ain't doing it. So I don't want to do it anymore, so I didn't. Christianity, starting the message now. Just everyone, starting the message now. Christianity is not cooperation or collusion. Now this was, this was where I left off before the whole Jesus doesn't teach hate he washes feet, he gets us. Okay, that sidetracked me. A lot of you are like, man, you were on fire last week. Yeah, I was peeved. I'd like to use a different word, but I was peeved. You see, the, the weird thing about it is, it doesn't really make me mad when the demons demon. I expect the demon to demon. I expect I expect the leftist to be a leftist. I expect the conservative to be a conservative. I get all that. What really makes me mad is when you blaspheme the name of Jesus. In, in the name of Jesus. If a, if a demon blasphemes the name of Jesus, that really doesn't make me mad. I expect the demon a demon. But when people falsely representing themselves as Christians blaspheme the name of Jesus, that ticks me off. Because they are luring through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. They are, that's 2 Peter 2.18. They are luring away people who are actually saved into being unsaved. And I don't care what you Calvinists think. You don't read the Bible. If you're Calvinist, you do not read the Bible. You don't. Whew, quiet. No, <laughs> oh, that's offensive. It's just fact. I remember debating, a fellow sergeant of mine at the, sheriff, uh, sergeant at the sheriff's office, We worked in the same unit and we had this debate about eternal security. Like, Tom, you breached that gap. You will, you will, you will go on to the breach with eternal security. Of course I will. I will. Truth is truth. Shouldn't be afraid to preach any of it. But we were sitting next to next to each other or talking wherever we were, and he was talking about eternal security. And I I started to what do you what do you think I started to do? Bible verse, Bible verse, Bible verse, they're all memorized. And he goes, well, I really can't argue with you, but if, if you talk to my son, he could. Do you just simply believe what another person tells you Amen. instead of the word of God? Don't, everybody needs to understand that is the path of deception. Right. Believing a person, even if it's an angel. Yeah, that's right. Remember what the word of God, even an angel, even if an angel preaches another gospel unto you, any person who preaches another gospel unto you, Galatians chapter one, should be accursed. You don't believe a person. Well, what, do I, what do I believe in that very second? You know what you can do. Don't believe anything in that second. Go study to show yourself approved. Tom, what is Tom? I mean, is, is he wrong about eternal security? Prove me wrong. I challenge you. A lot of people have tried. They can't because they don't have any Bible verses. There are no Bible verses that says once saved, always saved. Nothing. There ain't nothing. There are Bible verses entitled The Great Falling Away, however. Well, they were never saved to begin with. How are you falling away from that which you never had? See how idiotic the world is? You're like, Tom, that's not the world. That's the church. It's the world inside the church. Idiocy unleashed inside of the church. I said this on the podcast last night. Listen, the world is not simply idiotic and demonic. It's not just idiotic and it's not just demonic. It's demonically idiotic. They'll just boldface lie to you, and the video evidence showing that they are wrong is right in front of their face. They'll just lie to you. Borders closed. 12,000 people crossing illegally per day is closed to you? Tom, that's politics. Got nothing to do with politics. I'm not for open borders, but the thing is, they're going to be open. Tell us that they're open so I can buy more guns. or more ammo. A young lady named Lakin Riley and her family just found out the hard way. If you didn't read it, it's another college student murdered by an illegal alien. The illegal alien never was confronted in 2022, should have been deported then. It's all fun and games until it lands on your own doorstep then the church doesn't talk about it because the church considers it politics and you shouldn't mix politics from the pulpit. That's not a Bible verse either, so you can pound sand with that too. And don't only pound sand, pound it hard. Yeah. Stomp on it. Amen? Yeah. Christianity is not cooperation. Christianity is not collusion. Christianity is not being yoked together with the devil, carnality, or the spirit of the world. Period. Period. Well, I believe you should come to some compromise. Where? Do not be yoked together with an unbeliever. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Oh, what fellowship can light have with darkness? That sounds like some sort of puritanical Hollywood movie. Well, if the Hollywood movie mirrored the word of God, then it's correct. Amen? If it doesn't, then it's wrong. You don't yoke yourself together. Well, I believe in some compromise. You don't compromise with Satan. You don't compromise with carnality. You don't compromise with the spirit of the world. You crush them under your feet. That's what you do. This is a war that we are in. Well, I don't believe it is. I just believe in love and peace and kumbaya and tie-dye t-shirts and bongos and smoking doobies with Jesus. That's not the Bible. You're going to go to hell believing that. It might be fun while you're here. That sin may be fun, but it's only fun for a season. We are not in cooperation or collusion or yoked together with those things. According to what? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. According to the prince of the power of the air. We do not yoke ourselves together with that. We once walked according to, according to that. Read right there in the verse. Which you once walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. We don't do that. The spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. The ones telling you that butchering a baby inside the womb, that baby's not a person. Those are the, the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience. Borders closed when it's wide open. Lop off your private parts. Take eight vaccinations for a 99.9% survival virus that has landed 17 million people in the grave. Those are the facts. That's from the Society of Actuaries. Why is nobody talking about it? Why are they redefining the term excess death as we speak? They're doing that. Why? Why is it? I played this on the podcast last night. In the Senate, I'm trying to remember what state it was now. Gosh, what state was it? Can't remember. Dang, I'm at, I hate when I can't remember it. Anybody remember from the podcast last night? If Aaron was here, he'd remember. Can't remember, but gosh, it drives me crazy. I'm trying to remember as I, as I vamp right now. I'm trying to get this. No, I, no, it wouldn't be Alabama, believe me. I'm trying to think of what's, whatever, whatever it was. What well, was it? Arizona, love you. Who did that? I love you right there. Love you. I love you more than everybody else. Thank you. Because I know it wasn't like a pure leftist state, it was like a tweener state. You're like, leftist makes you, Tom, you're preaching politics again. Leftist is leftist. Is it not true? I mean, what do you want me to say? Uh, people struggling with lefti- leftism, uh, what do you, does that make it better for you? But in the state of Arizona, they are, in their Senate chambers, they brought in the church of Satan. I have it on video, welcoming the church of Satan who doesn't believe in any God, including the devil, but you're called church of Satan. This is what we are dealing with. You do not yoke yourself together. And the person introducing them, guess what he had on his face? Of course. People who believe in masking, I'm not talking about those of you that fell, blew it, whatever it was, over the last four years of 15 days to flatten the curve. If you believe, it's all one agenda. All found in the book of Revelation, chapter 13 and 14. Right. To leverage you into a one-world commerce system. Controlled by them. All access controlled by them. If you believe in Satanism, if you believe in masking, aborting, homosexuality, transgenderism. It's all one agenda. So of course the masker is welcoming in Satan because he's, he's an asinine idiot. It is February, what is today, 25th? It is February, the video was taken on the 23rd. It is February 23rd of 2024. Literally four years into 15 days to flatten the curve. And that goober's wearing an N95. Welcoming in a Satan, thus the church of Satan. Of course. Tom, you really shouldn't call everybody who wears a mask a Satanist. I didn't. I said, you're very, there, it's all one agenda. If you believe one, you'll believe the other. If, if, you, are, if you are a trans activist, of course you're eight times vaccinated. You're driving alone in your cubicle Hyundai down the road with a mask on, alone. Listen to the Bee Gees. And believing that, you're saving lives. Now, I want to tell you, according to the prince of the power of the air, is there power... In the devil? Yes. Yes, there is. It's a power of deception. But that power just absolutely pales in comparison to what lives on the inside of you. Amen. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not bought with you are bought with a price. Therefore honor God with your body. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. 1 Corinthians 3, 18. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is sacred and you are that temple. How many of you walk around with that anointing? You know, that you are untouchable. I do. I was out in the state park. I know a lot of you probably get tired of me telling you dog stories. It's in a dog story. I was out in the state park, walking, and I go, this is in the the main path out in the Mayaka State Forest, big path. People walk down there all the time, but usually there's not a lot of people out there. I'm walking down there, and I notice trash everywhere and food everywhere. Odd, right? Odd. I'm like, what in the world is going on? I'm out there every day of my life, so this is obviously very odd. And as I get closer, there's this giant blue tarp on the ground It's blowing in the wind. Something's holding it down, but it's blowing in the wind. And suddenly out of nowhere, I'm talking about like a zombie apocalypse, like somebody like a vampire being raised from the dead. This person comes up from fly on the ground, sits up like this. Woo, woo. Fully bearded, matted, nasty hair. Law enforcement people already know, yes, he's homeless. He's living some out, and he's got trash everywhere. And he and he stands up. He's, he's my size. He's a big dude. And my heart rate never went up. I'm just like, oh man. Because I know I'm untouchable. Amen. And he got, I said, he goes, where do you want to go? I said, right through there. Now, it kind of helped that I had an 80-pound Malamaw staring at him, but I mean beyond that. <laughs> like if that guy comes anywhere near me, bye bye. I mean, just <laughs> bye-bye. But I said, I'm going through here. Don't touch any of my stuff. He's like high as a kite. He probably smoked his American cheese he had laying all over the ground. Weird, I'm telling you, it's all over the ground. So I just walked right through there. I mean, I didn't think twice, because I know I'm untouchable. Tom, you're scared of flying. I'm scared of flying, but I get on the plane, because I know I'm untouchable. Amen? A lot of you, 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 you're like, you're scared of it, you don't do it, because you don't believe you're untouchable. You are. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. So you think oh, all it is is hellfire, brimstone around. No, I tell you the promises of God, too, if you listen. You can do anything you want. If you want to sign up today to go skydiving, go. You are untouchable. Now, if you don't believe, then don't do it. Amen? Amen? You are actually unto- Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Tom, that's outrageous. Why is the word of God outrageous to Christians? That's too much. Then the word of God is too much. You're, bringing, you're, you're, you're putting it, or you're preaching it out of context. Well, tell me. First of all, if it's out of context, name the verse. You must have those Bible verses memorized. If you're telling me that I'm preaching it out of context. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Explain to me how that's out of context. Well, we don't believe in health and wealth around here. Then you're, listen, you're a dummy. Because you are guaranteed wealth. 2 Corinthians 8 9. You are guaranteed health, Psalm 103. Matthew 8, 16 and 17. You are guaranteed... Safety outside of divine ordered martyrdom. You guaranteed it. Tell me I never have to worry about getting a cold again. That's correct. But Tom, we have, if you've been around here a couple years ago, we saw you sick. I know. And I came back and said, it's my own unbelief. Because that's what the word of God says. In Luke chapter 4, 37 through 41, that's what it says. In Matthew chapter 17, 17 through 21, that's what it says. You may not like it. Matthew 13, 57, 58, that's exactly what it says. You're condemning people. I love this one. This is a modern day Ark sort of statement. You're shaming people. Okay, shame on you then. Shame on you. And somebody said, th- Tom, you shame that person. Okay, so I, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed of how I behave at times. So shame on you then. If you, act like, if you act as stupid as I acted, then shame on you. I feel shame. What's wrong with it? Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. I don't like it when I sin. And why do you keep doing it? Romans chapter 7, verse 15 and 16. The things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I do want to do, I don't. I haven't arrived, I've left. Amen. We are not in cooperation with the world, the spirit of the world, the devil, or our own, co- or our own carnality. Amen. Our job is to do what? What? What is our job? Luke chapter 19, verse 13. Our job is to occupy until he comes. What does occupy mean? Look at any, any occupying army. Are they meshed with the world that they invaded or have they set the standard? They go in and go, oh, you guys do this or you guys do that. Well, we'll now do it. I'm, no, no. They are the occupying army. They control everything. It's just like the the cops that are in the room. I was a cop myself 25 years, right here where we're standing, Sarasota County, Florida. Whenever I went to a call, you have called me to occupy your home. For my own safety, I'm occupying. If I need you to shut up, you're going to shut up. Or you're going to jail. Oh, Tom, you would never do that. You ought to know better. When you called me, I didn't call you. You called me. You kicked your wife's teeth in. You're going to sit over there and shut up while I ask her through her chiclets what happened. (laughs) And if you don't let me do that, you're going to jail now. You're going to jail anyway, but you're going to jail now. You occupy, you don't cooperate. It's ours. America belongs to Jesus. Amen. We occupy until he comes. The WEF, Klaus Schwab, the leveraging into a one-world commerce system, a single access point, controlled by them, that doesn't happen until we're gone. Amen. till the rapture of the church. Yes. There will be signs and they, it will be evolving in front of your face called the beginnings of sorrows, you will see, the, in my opinion, the birth of the mark of the beast, the beginning, the beginning levels of the mark of the beast, but you won't see it come to fruition. You'll be gone by then. But you're going to have to stand or it's going to happen in your lifetime. But Tom, there's a day or hour that nobody knows about. This is just my opinion. To me, that's Matthew 24, 36. No one knows about the day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. There has to be ingredients in place for it to happen. We need to not allow the ingredients to be in place. Don't you want your children and your grandchildren to have prosperity and have a great life? Don't you want them them to have a great America? Then you're gonna have to stand. You're gonna have to not buy the electric car. For those of you that already have one, all right. I don't know what you're thinking, but all right. Or, what are, what's, the, what's the combination between electric and hybrid? hybrid? All right. No thanks. I don't, I don't want anybody being able to turn off the way that I fuel up my car. Oh, that could never happen. Oh, really? Ask the truckers in Canada if your bank accounts can't be turned off. Or anybody that donated to the truckers in Canada. Bank off, beep, no money for you. Good luck feeding your kids. Ask the people in Australia if it can't be turned off, if everything can't be turned off and you can't be denied from everything without a vaccine passport. Ask people in Canada, arrive can. Can't get on a plane, can't get on a bus, can't go to work without your arrive can app on your phone signifying that you've been vaccinated five times. Ask them. You have to Stand. Now, I was on an interview this week with a conservative daily podcast with Joe Altman. And he's a gun store owner, guns, gun stores, actually gun stores and gun ranges owner in the state of Colorado, which is a purple state at best. And they came to him at the beginning of COVID and they were getting numerous complaints because people were, I'm like, who are these people that go into a gun store and then demand that the gun store employees wear masks? What kind of conservative idiot are you? Just don't buy a gun. Just become an anti-gun activist. If you're going to wear a mask, just go join the crew. Go, go, go join the gun grabbers in the democratic party. Just go, go away. I can't stand collaborators. I mean, I can't stand them. Like I said, a demon's gonna demon, I get it. But I can't stand people that are lukewarm. Half in, half out. Well, I believe that the word of God does protect us from from sickness, but you know, you have to use wisdom. That's not a Bible verse. Take your wisdom and cram it up your own caboose. I don't want your wisdom. You have to stand in the word of God. Whatever I bind is bound, whatever I loose is loose. So Joe Altman Everything's on the line. I'm assuming he does very well in life. As I saw his gun range and gun store, I mean, wow. So I'm assuming he does well. I don't know. i just assuming that he does. So everything's on the line. Employees, his livelihood, we want you to wear a mask. He didn't even, we weren't even making him close the store. We just want you to wear a mask and have a sign on your door that says masks required. He said, no. And the sheriff's office goes, well, we're gonna to have to do something about it. He goes, do it. And you better bring the National Guard with you. You have to stand. Everything on the line, you stand. Or you're gonna end up with a mark on your right hand or on your forehead. It's called leverage. You can't do it unless you get it. You might not be able to travel to see your grandkids anymore. I heard Christians take the vax for those reasons. I can't travel to see my grandkids. So I took an experimental Mengele vaccination. So I got to go see my grandkids. If you're vaxxed in here, come up for prayer and we'll get that vax out of you. There has to be more than one person that's had that happen in this church. We'll get it out of you. Well, I feel condemned. Well, lovely. Then leave with that thing in your body. These little squid-like freaking white things. Don't do it. Don't let pride go before your destruction. You were wrong. Oh, listen, how many, anybody else been wrong in here but me? How many, how many of you have been habitually wrong like me? <laughs> all right. Well, you know what you do? I was wrong. I do it all the time. I told you. When you're a loud mouth bloviator like me, You're gonna have to be an expert at apologizing. I do. So I just wanted to tell you I was really wrong. What I said. You need to be grateful. And just go up and tell people I was wrong. I was wrong. I told you about my my pastor friend who closed his church. He's closed his church for two weeks and he feels horrible about it. I said, let it go. You're like, Tom, you told him that? How mean you are? Yes. He repented. Once you've repented, I got nothing to say. Yes. Nothing. I got nothing to say. I don't care what you've done. If you decide to forgive, you need to forgive. Period. Not holding stuff over people's heads. Love knows, shows no, holds no records of wrongs. You let it go. Now, and I'm not saying that you, there's times where you don't forgive. You have to forgive, but you don't have to restore. If you've decided to restore, then you restore. You let them off the hook. And people want the, you know, the secret to a great marriage, a great marriage is let it go. Let it go. There are th- hope knows there are things with me that are never going to change. She can hope they're going to change. They might change. They're not going to change. They're not going to change. And there's things about her. I know, they're not going to change. So you just let it go. We, we have decided to live a covenant relationship. So you let it go. I wouldn't let her sin, and she wouldn't let me sin. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just the day-to-day things. Her disgusting slippers, I'm going to, I'm going to trip over them the rest of my life. That's the way that it is. I already know it. It's, this, it's my life sentence. They're on the side of the bed. Every time I walk over there, I chirp on her disgusting slippers, which literally are a Petri dish of microbial bacteria. She just said she washed them finally. And, and the dog's going to sleep with us. He is. That's me. She has to live with it. Dog dog's sleeping with us he got blood all over our bed because he fought another raccoon. So he has blood all over our bed. All over the bed. Because he's got wounds all over him now, again. Yeah. So there's blood everywhere. I'm just sleeping it. I don't, I don't care. I know, it's disgusting. She has to live with it. And it's not going to change. She even says it. I know the dog's always going to, nothing's going to change with the dog, so I mean, I get it. That's what you have to do. Not with sin, but with other things. That's the way that it is. But we are to occupy, period. Amen? Amen. Occupy. We run the show. You bind, it's bound. You're telling me, Tom, that I could actually manipulate human behavior? Yes, to your benefit, you could. Pray it. You don't even try it. You have not because you ask not, or you ask with the wrong motives. James chapter four, verse two and three. Ask, I do it all the time. Lord, make that person cooperate with me. As long as it's a righteous cause, it'll be in my hands. It will happen. If I ask anything in his name, John 14, 14, it will happen. I'll give it to you. I can't ask, hey, God, kill him. God can't kill people. Yes, he could. He can't. He's under covenant. He can only do what the word allows him to do. There's some instances where he can, but there's some instances where he cannot. It's, it depends on what the, where the covenant stands. There's an irritating person at the church. God, get him! Can't, they're saved. Get them, God. They're saved. Our job is to occupy One of the tenets of occupation is restraining. So you know where I'm going. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 8. We are to restrain. Now listen to this part. We are to restrain via spiritual warfare and spiritual destruction. We are to tear down. We are to tear, demolish everything that stands against the knowledge of God. We demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We do it on Senate floors when they try to bring in the Church of Satan, congressional floors, church floors, church podiums, church pulpits, stages, whatever it is, we tear down. We demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We restrain via destruction. Those verses, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 5 and 6. For those of you who love the Bible, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 8. Let no one deceive you by any means. You know what that means? Deep theological meaning of that. You ready? You ready? Don't let anybody deceive you by any means. I'll go back to tithing. If you don't tithe, you know you're deceived, right? You know you're deceived. I will. You are. I mean, Malachi. Chapter 3, 8 through 11, will a man rob God? God? Yet you have robbed me, but you say, in what way have we robbed you? And tithe is an offering. You're going to to poke that bear? You wonder why you never prosper? You wonder why your kids aren't saved? Because he'll rebuke all the way down, won't read the whole thing to you. I've got it memorized, uh, Malachi 3, 8 through 11. But if you tithe, the officer rebukes the devourer for your sake. And prevents the devil from destroying the fruit of your ground. You're wondering why your kids aren't saved? Because you don't tithe. They know that money is more important to you than God. So they're following your lead. You're welcome. That's the truth. Tom's trying to get a big offering. I don't even know what they offer. We don't even take an offering. How am I trying to get a big offering? That's just the truth. How many of you want lots of money? Why are you not planting seed in the ground? Again, I'll tell you. It's like walking out to a field and going, where are the orange trees? Did you plant orange tree seeds? Why do I have no friends? Because you're not friendly, and you're weird. <laughs> and you don't attend anything. Well, I, I love Foundation Church, but I just, I can't, I just can't seem to connect. Listen, you, you can see what my personality is. It's not the world's easiest personality to deal with. Ask my wife. Ask Heather and Travis. Ask Aaron. But I always have friends, because I just show up at stuff. All throughout my life, I had friends. And I was always hardcore. I was always that one. Always. But I would still have friends because I would show up at stuff. There's food back here every Sunday. I just can't seem to connect. Okay, well, you choose to walk out the door as fast as you can. What's out there that's so important? What is it exactly? Ever, ever, it's funny because my wife makes me flush out my mind sometimes because I get lost in my own head. And once I start to flush out my own mind, she goes, you see how stupid you sound? Oh yeah, it is really stupid. <laughs> One time I came in to the church on a Sunday morning and she could tell that I was perplexed and bothered. She goes, well, what's on your mind? And I started to talk to her about it and she started laughing in the middle of my thing. She goes, do you realize how ridiculous you sound? And I was set free by that. I'm like, yeah, that really is stupid, isn't it? Oh my gosh. I'm trying to set you free. I have no friends, because you're not friendly. You gotta show up at stuff. You have to actually be around people. Not on a Zoom call. Not, not gaming at three o'clock in the morning with people from Norway. <laughs> hey Jim, or Sven. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. You are gonna, gonna get a one-way ticket to Norway? You wonder why. Whatever you want to fix, you're going to have to plant seed. Oh, I don't like it. Okay, you don't like the Bible then. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. Period. Galatians 6, 7. For you who sows to his flesh will have the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will have the Spirit reap everlasting life. Let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. There you go. That's what you do. Galatians 6, 7 through 9. You have to plant it in the ground. Whatever it is that you want. Well, I want to be married. Then start acting like a spouse. Plant the seed into the ground. Stop acting like a single goober. Start acting. Start changing your life. And show yourself Show yourself accountable to God. Show yourself worthy to God. And he'll send you a mate. Let no one deceive you by any means. For those of you who forgot, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 8. Let no one deceive you by any means. So that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. And no one deceive. We are to occupy. Let no one deceive you by any means. Verse 4 who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness, what are you seeing right now? For the mystery of lawlessness and open border, 40% increase in felonious crimes, 25% increase in murder, 107 to 120,000 fentanyl deaths per year. The number one cause of death for anybody under the age of 30 in the United States of America right now. Lawlessness. 85,000 kids missing at the border. We know it's way more than that. Lawlessness, the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way we are the restraining you're gonna have to stand or the dam's gonna break what about those little kids up here what about what about little denny little giant monster with the blonde hair she want him to have a great life then you're gonna have to restrain he can't do it he's a little kid you're going to have to say no when it's appropriate to say no. You're going to have to say yes when it's appropriate to say yes. You're going to need to be a prayer warrior, not just a Trumpster. Prayer warrior. Trump is not going to solve your problems. You can, you can, you can guess who I'm voting for, but I don't look at him as my problem solver. I look at revival as being my problem solver. Everybody coming to Trump or coming to conservatism or coming to MAGA won't do a thing to change this country. Right. It'll just put everybody more at odds anyway. And believe me, I'm all of those things MAGA, conservative, I'm all of those things. But I don't look at them as problem solvers. It's like I always tell you you can move to Tennessee as much as you want. It's not going to solve your problems. It just changes the location of your problems. My problems were in Florida, now they're in Tennessee. That's Trump, really, it's nice, it's great, I'm glad he does what he does, I'm just telling you. What will change this country is the power and the presence of the Holy Ghost via the cross of Christ. Only he who now restrains. You cannot restrain and collude. You cannot restrain and cooperate. You cannot restrain and capitulate an inch, an ounce, because I'm going to show you this in just a second. And then the lawless one will be revealed, and we'll lose, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Our job is to restrain via destruction. We destroy everything. Now, that's not talking about anything physical, just for the Facebook censors out there. I'm talking about spiritual destruction. We tear down We tear down the enemy's tactics. Amen? Amen. Now let me show you this. Let me bring this home to you. 11.53. We're going to go to about 12.10. Everybody good? 17 minutes to go. Even if you're new, you can hang in there. And by the way, this is, I think, the first service that we've had in three or four months that nobody's walked out of. Hey, you know what? Great job in the room. Now you may not be able to walk out because you're here with your family for the baby dedication, but still, congratulations for staying. I'm going to show you this, because I'm going to bring this home. I'm going to make this personal. You're like, Tom, it's already personal. I'm going to make it more personal. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. You're like, which verse? The entire chapter. That's what we're going to look at in the next 16, 17 minutes. What is the title of this section of Scripture? And Tom, you're still on the he gets us, Jesus didn't teach hate, he washed feet thing. Yeah, you're right. am still on it. I don't know if I'll ever get over it. Of course, I was preaching about it long before, but I I never thought it. In all honesty, I told you that in a lot of ways, I'm kind of a gullible human being. I honestly never thought I'd see what I see. I didn't ever thought I never thought things would be closed, masks on, forced vaccine. In my life, I never thought I'd see any of that. Did you? I didn't. I lived. I lived in. I told this to Hope last night. We're driving home from the podcast, and she was talking about things pre pre COVID, and I and I was like, "Yeah, man." I was. I lived in sweet oblivion then. And I go, I miss that. <laughs> yeah. I miss that. I had thought all the conspiracy theories were conspiracy theories. I really did. I'm like, oh, come on. Child sex trafficking. Come on. Whoops. First Corinthians chapter five. The title of this section of scripture is immorality defiles the church. And you're like, uh oh, I'm out because I have been immoral. So have I. But have you repented? That's all that counts. I mean, I would venture to say that everybody in this room has been immoral in one way or another. I'm not just talking about sexual immorality or anything like that. I'm just talking about immoral. You ever lied? That's immoral. You ever cheated? That's immoral. You ever stole? That's immoral. I'm thinking, man, I've done all those. Things. <laughs> never cheated on my wife, so you know. Don't try to find something. There's nothing to find. I've told you this a bunch of times. I'm not immune to lust. That could happen, but I'm immune from ever committing adultery because I literally don't have the energy to try to maintenance a relationship with another woman. I can barely maintenance my relationship with hope. She's already jealous of the dog. Why don't I get what the dog gets? I mean, what am I, I going to do if I have another woman come up to me and say, um, what are you thinking right now? I don't know. I'm about to put a bullet in my brain because you're asking me that question. That's what I'm thinking right now. I can't do it. I could lust, but I don't have the energy to maintenance another woman. So I'm not talking about that, just so you know, but I've done plenty of cheating in other ways. I won't get into that right now. That's how I got my degree at UCF. But anyway, um, (laughs) Like you you confess it's too much, Tom. Well, truth is truth. Now, someday I'll tell you that story, but I don't have time today. It's a, it's a brilliant little scheme I had going there for college algebra, but I'll leave it at that. But anyway. First Corinthians chapter 5. Title of the section of scripture is Immorality Defiles the Church. Not that you once were immoral. That's what Ephesians chapter two, verse two said. We once walked according to the pattern of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience. We don't do it anymore. Well, I fall and I get it right. I know, you vacillate it, you fall, you get it right, you fall, you get it right. I'm not even talking to you. Because if you fall and you get it right, then you are right. Come on, stay with me now. 13 minutes to go and we're leaving, roughly, because then i got gonna pray probably, unless the Lord tells me not to. But we're going to be gone shortly. I'm just telling you, stay with me. But if you fall and get it right, and you fall and get it right, then you are currently right. Unless you're in the middle of a fall. Right? That's how it works. Immorality, I say this because I don't want people walking out of here, believe it or not, I don't want anybody walking out of here wrongfully condemned. If the word of God condemns you, then you are condemned unless you get it right. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, not no condemnation for the world, those of us who are in Christ Jesus. Verse one, 1 Corinthians chapter five, it is actually reported that there is sexual sexual immorality among you, let me break in this, we just tied our record online. Listen, you're watching online right now, like and share, like and share, like and share, let's break it, we're at 517, that ties our record. Like and share, 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 like and share. I know that it's going to torque people off, but even if you get, if you get the person who hates me watching for three minutes, it breaks the record. It'll take them, well, it won't take them three minutes to hate me, but it'll take them at least 30 seconds to hate me. That'll count as a view. Tom, you're pimping for use. That's right. I like to break records. They're very competitive. And those of you that are watching, listen, if this is your church, this is your church. Don't go to any COVID caving, capitulating, uh... Collaborating, whatever other C word I can come up with. Compromising church. Don't go back. Just stick with us. Give here, give your time here, move here, whatever it may be. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 5. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you. In such sexual immorality as not even named among the Gentiles, that a man has his father's wife. You're like, Tom, nobody preaches this. I know, but it should be preached. That's why there ends up being sexual immorality inside the church. And you are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he who has done this deed might be taken away from among you. So they don't want such to sound very familiar to you like a siren song. Because why doesn't the church preach the gospel? They don't want people taken away from them. I know there's people in this room that are never coming back. I know, I get it. I feel sad for you, not for me. I do. And you are wanted. Believe me, you are wanted in this church. You're not needed, but you're wanted. I'm not needed. I'm just wanted. God doesn't need any of us. He just simply wants us. And wanting is way more powerful than needing. Who likes needy people? No, thank you. And you are puffed up and have not rather mourn that he who has done this deed might be taken away from you. In other words, nobody's confronting him because they don't want him to leave the church. Jesus washed feet. He didn't teach hate. It's hateful to tell a man that you ought not to be sleeping with your dad's wife. Uh, it's your dad's wife, dude. You ought not to be sleeping with her. Why is, that even, why is that even a question? But that's considered hate now. But he gets us. No, he doesn't. That's why he had to redeem us. For I indeed, as absent in the body, but present in the spirit, have already judged. Oh, whoops. How many of you were taught you never judge? Judge not, lest ye be judged. It's only if you're doing the same thing. Paul is saying, I indeed, absent in the body, am judging. You know what you ought to do? I, I promise you this. If there's somebody that you know of in this church that's sleeping with their dad's wife, feel free to judge them. We just broke the record 531. That's a big big deal. It's another 531 people that are a member of this church. That's a big deal. You look around today and see how many churches have 531 people that are watching. People question at times. I don't see all those numbers. They're all on Rumble. They're all watching on Rumble. I'm, not, I'm a part of the parallel economy. Don't have time to get into that with my eight minutes to go. For I indeed, as absent in the body, but present of spirit, have already judged as though I were present him, him who has done this deed. You're gonna have to stand. It starts with rudimentary Christianity. You can be the greatest conservative in the world, but if you're watching porn, you're going straight to hell as a Trumpster. You can be a Trumpster and you're living with your girlfriend, go in hell. I love you. Appreciate your vote. The rudimentary has to be dealt with first. A lot of you did this with your kids. You didn't want them to leave, so you didn't confront them. And immorality defiles your home, just like immorality defiles the church. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't confront them. You knew your son was sleeping with a girlfriend. You said nothing because he might leave the home. He might, he, you know what? That might sow the seeds of rebellion. I had a Christian tell me that one time. We were talking about a Christian family member. He was talking about putting my kids to bed. And he was like, well, you know, we let our kids get up and come out and go into bed with us and whatever else because, you know, we don't want to force them to be in bed. I'm like, what? We mean to force them to go to bed. Well, if you force them, then it breeds rebellion. I was like, all right, let it breed. When I tell you to go to bed, you're going to bed. Here's a steep price for your feet hitting that floor, unless you're going to the bathroom. Even that's monitored. Verse four, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, When you are gathered together along with my spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, deliver such a one to Satan. Now you see how this is antithetical to the modern church? If the word of God conflicts or contradicts the modern church, what is the status of the modern church? Most of them are the synagogue of Satan. He gets us. Jesus didn't teach. That's most churches in this area. They may not even public because, because of, the, of the public outcry against that message, they won't actually say that's what they believe, but it's what they believe, and that's why they all had mass on or seven times and stayed closed for 18 months for a 99.9% survival idiotic virus. Deliver such one to Satan for the destruction of his flesh that his spirit may be saved in the day of our Lord Jesus. In other words, confront him with the sin, let him cry about it or leave the church that maybe he'll be saved. See, that's the thing. People, people obviously, I've stirred up a lot of hatred. A lot of hatred. But some people have got it right because of it. They're like, they start thinking about it because they hate me so much. I'm going to prove him wrong. Where's my Bible? Where's my Bible? I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. Okay. Well, then they find out they're wrong. They find out that they're wrong. What is our number here? 572. Holy moly. This has jumped up 40, 41 people. And it actually gets their life right with God. If I were to placate them and anesthetize them to sin and to truth, then they stay in their deception. With me, at least they have a chance. And I say me is signifying you also. Amen. At least through us, they have a chance. Yes. It's, just, it's what you have to do with your kids. I, I'm all caught up in kids this morning, this afternoon now, because of all those little kids up here. I know they're adorable. There wasn't one kid up here who wasn't just a heart stealer. <laughs> but you gotta be willing to spank that cute face. Yeah. When that cute face lies, and they will, because they're gonna test you. They're born into the sin of Adam. They're gonna test you, and they're gonna lie. What are you gonna do? Do exactly what I did to a three-year-old girl named Norma. You continue to tell lies, you're gonna die and go straight to hell, you'll be away from your mother for all of eternity. You're like, that's too mean. Well, she's saved and your kids aren't, so who's right? And it goes on to this day. Norma's 23, she lives with me. She dates who I want. I don't like him, he ain't coming over. She ain't dating him. Period. That's the way that it is. You have to stand. I'm not letting something defile my home. She would never do that, but I'm just saying, I would never let that happen, ever. You're like, you, really, Tom, that could cost your relationship with your daughter. Yeah, but actually could send her to heaven instead of hell. I can have a relationship with her and she goes to hell, or I can not have a relationship with her for a period of time, but since I trained her up in the way she should go, when she's old, she won't depart from it. Do you see? You're gonna have to stand. People will hate you. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth until the end shall be saved. Matthew ten twenty two. And again, I temper that by saying, not because of your weirdness, but because of the word. If they hate you because you preach the word. Not because you preach Pentecostal charismatic craziness. You're welcome. See, you can tell Pete's been in the Pentecostal church for a long time. Your glorying is not good. Oh, look at our compassion. We're allowing open adultery. And even worse than the world, we have a man sleeping with his father's wife. Look at our love and compassion. We wear masks, we're shut down. Porn stores open, cannabis stores open, Home Depot's open, McDonald's open. But look at our love, we're closed. Your glorying is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven strapping on your N95 muzzle Leavens the whole, I'm adding the word freaking, freaking lump. Yes. Therefore, purge out the old leaven. Get, out the, get the things out of your life that don't belong there, whether it's sin or not. Get it out. You have to. Numbers 33, 55, drive out the old inhabitants or they will be a thorn in your side. Correlating with 2 Corinthians twelve, seven. That was Paul's thorn in the flesh. The old leaven is following him around, backdooring his preaching. Therefore, purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump, a lumpy, Since you truly are unleavened, for indeed Christ, our Passover, will sacrifice for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice or wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Love does not rejoice in iniquity. Love rejoices in the truth. It is not loving to tell somebody that they are heaven-bound when they are hell-bound, even if it's a cute little kid. It's not loving. He that saith unto the wicked, Thou art righteous, him shall the people curse, nations shall abhor him. Proverbs twenty four twenty four. It may not be now. They may be licking your boots now. They won't be on judgment day. Woe to you, Pharisees and Sadducees. For you don't, let me, it's Matthew 23 13. Woe to you, Pharisees and Sadducees. You yourselves do not enter the kingdom of heaven, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. People are actually trying to enter into the kingdom, but you won't let them. Because you're false religious teaching. That, that religion is actually in the name of anti-religion, just like the Antifa or anti-fascists all the while being fascist. Holy moly, 6.06 watching right now. And I'm preaching stuff. Ain't nobody preaches. Next, next section of scripture. Immorality must be judged. Uh, we don't judge. We go to church. How many, oh, listen, how many of you ever went to a church like that? Go ahead. You can raise your hands. How many went to a church? We don't judge here. It's a judgment-free zone. You know what that means? This is a wisdom-free zone. It's an asinine idiocy zone and a wisdom-free zone. I wrote to you in my epistle not to keep company with sexually immoral people. But listen to this. Like, how are we going to win the world? It's always, Scripture is always right and always has the answer. You don't keep company with Christians, people claiming to be Christians who are living sexually immoral lives. Yet I certainly did not mean with the sexually immoral people of this world, you can't keep company with them. Trying to win them, look at me now, single people or even married people, you don't date them. Got quiet. Why did that get quiet? You ain't dating them to save them. I I, I don't know how many Christians that I've run into. Who are you dating? Uh You know, the guy from Juniors. (laughs) Oh, the same guy you're divorced from. No, he's a different guy. No, he's actually the same guy, just wrapped up in a different gift wrapping paper. Same guy who never works, who's always under a tree, as a shade tree mechanic, living in the double wide with his dad, playing video games all night, just like the guy you divorced. And you're dating him again, and again, and again. I certainly did not mean the sexually immoral of the world. We have to reach them, but we don't date them, and we don't yoke ourselves into business with them, yeah, that's right. yeah. or with the covetous, or extortioners, or idolaters, since they would need to go out of the world. Yeah, we can. We, Jesus ate with the tax collectors and the sinners. We can do that, but when somebody's a false prophet, a false Christian, you're endorsing their falsehood That's right. by, by eating with them and saying, Hey, we're all Christians. You have your struggles. I have mine. Remember the conflation of sin with failure. Listen, you can fail. Like you can fail and be like, you know what? I just didn't pray this week and study like I should. I had to call and apologize to a preacher, a friend of mine, because I was just mean to him on the phone. I was, I was mean as a rattlesnake to him on the phone. And I had to call him and apologize. Listen, I'm so sorry. I just haven't been praying like I should. I'm just carnal, just nasty carnal right now. None of what I did was sin. You don't go, well, you know what? Sometimes you're moody and sometimes I commit adultery. It's all the same thing. We're all failing. <laughs> Two different, ver- one thing sends you to hell, what does it? I can be mean on the phone and go to heaven. I can't be a liar and go to heaven. Right. Know the difference. Well, that just sounds like a workspace salvation. not a workspace salvation. Obedience is not works; it's faith. Please read your Bible instead of listen to these art church gelding pastors. Stop listening to them. A wicked person listens to deceitful lips. You're just as wicked if you knowingly listen to the wicked. I just like what he says; it makes me feel good. Oh gosh, I so want to name a name right now. Oh my gosh! No, I'm not doing it. I'm not, God won't let me. Lord, let me off the let me off the leash. He won't let me. Lord, no, he won't let me. I was watching one this week, and I mean, I just wanted to go through the TV. No. No. All right, so here we go. I got to get this done. I'm already five minutes over. It's like the podcast, five minutes into overtime. But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone calling themselves a Christian, who is sexually immoral or covetous or an idolater or a reviler or a drunkard or an extortioner, not even to eat with such a person named a brother. That's Christianity. Now you can go to them and say, here's your sin, but you don't endorse it by saying, come into the fellowship. They're welcome in the church. They're welcome to be in the church, but you don't tell them that they're saved when they are not. I have run people out of this church because I refused to baptize them because they were living with one another. How are you you saved when you are living in open fornication? You're not. Uh, Jesus didn't teach that kind of hate, Tom. He washed their feet. He gets us. No. Jesus is the word of God. Jesus told those people their situation. Their situation is hell bound unless you repent. And I've committed all of these sins, not every last one of them, but I've committed most of the sins on this list. It just isn't—it isn't credited to my account anymore because I lumped it onto Jesus. Speaking of lumps, here you go, Jesus. Boom. Verse twelve. I'm doing twelve and thirteen. We're done. For what have I to do with judging those who are outside? Remember how I told you, demon's gonna demon. I don't. know. Okay. But what really makes me mad? Do you not judge those on the inside? Yes. This doesn't mean that you now waltz through the church looking for imperfections. Because you've got a giant plank, Matthew 7, 5, sticking out of your own face. It just means when you are confronted with it, you deal with it. Your yes is yes. Your no is no. You call it what it is. Last verse. But those who are outside, God judges. Therefore, put away from yourselves the evil person. That's what happens here. Worship team, make your way. I should have told you five minutes ago. That's what happens here via the message or even via personal conversations. That's what happens. You will be confronted, confronted with your sin or your compromise. You decide what to do with it. I I won't kick you out of the church because you're sinning. I'll kick you out of ministry if you're sinning. That's, right. That's it. Because you're not going to represent me if you're sinning. You're not going to be in ministry of this church if you don't tithe. Forget it. Because I don't want your ministry not having the rebuke, having the devour rebuke from it. In my name, Amen? Amen. That's the way it is. So it starts with us in our own homes and in our own churches, right now, Amen. Amen. That's how it works. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Praise you, Lord. I'm going to do this and we're going to pray. I'm going to try to do this really fast. If you need to get your life right with God, what a good message this is to get your life right with God. Lord, I just pray over every soul in this room, whatever it is that they need from you, Lord, whether it's salvation, healing, or anything else that they ready themselves to receive. If you need to get your life right with God, now is your time. What do I mean by that? All of us, Romans 3.23, have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Everybody. And those sins have to be forgiven. If you've been saved and you're living a lifestyle of sin, not struggling with sin, living a lifestyle of sin. That's a hellbound that is a hellbound situation. That is a hellbound lifestyle. Maybe you've never been saved. Now is your time. Maybe people think you're saved, but you know you're not. Now is your time. Well, what will the person? Sitting next to me, think, if I raised my hand right now. What will they think? We're not a respecter of persons because God's not a respecter of persons. For do I now persuade men or God or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. But then people are gonna know. Tom, you're gonna know that I'm not legit. Who cares? Tom's not been legit before. I've been a hypocrite before. I can't judge you like that. I can, only thing I can do is judge whether you're sinning or not. I can't be disgusted by your sin because I myself have been chief among sinners. So if you need to get your life right with God, you've never been saved or you've fallen away, now is your moment. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not gonna bring you forward. I'm not taking you into a back room. You're not gonna have to leave your seat. You're not gonna have to stand up, nothing. It's totally anonymous except for me. Me, you, and God, we're, we're, we're the ones right now in cooperation with each other. I'm your witness. If you need to get your life right with God, Now is your second, right now. If that's you, right where you are at, it's the only physical activity you're gonna have to do is right now. Right where you are at, stretch your hand up in the air. It's me, I need to get my life right. I got you, I got you. Lots of hands, got you. There's more, got you. I know there's more, I know there's more. Come on, there you go, there you go. Give me two more. I know who you are, come on, there you go. Come on, anybody else? Gotcha, you can put them down. Praise you. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your conviction. Those of you that lifted up your hands, told you I'm not gonna do anything to embarrass you. I'm not. We are all gonna pray this prayer out loud with you. You pray it, you mean it, you are saved. Is that as clear? That's as clear as I can be, amen? All of us, let's pray this prayer together. Those of you that lifted up your hands, pray it straight to Jesus and you are saved. Here we go. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. And I now turn from them. And I give you my life from this day on. Jesus' mighty name. Church shouts. What was that? Lots of hands. Lots of hands. Praise you.